Welcome to the World in 10. I'm Toby Gillis and I never wear makeup. And that is relevant today, believe it or not. Although maybe Rebecca Meyer's makeup status is more important. Rebecca, do you want to reveal it? It is none of your business, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. And that actually is the point being made in our first story today. Uh, while we'll also be itching our way through France's bedbugs problem, and Rebecca? We will ask why anyone would bring up their darkest moments as a couple after right. that David Beckham documentary was released. Let's get into it. Big fake boobs, big fake hair, big fake lashes. Right, now that's got your attention, we're not going to talk about any of those things. <laughs> not quite, Toby. <laughs> but we are talking about Pamela Anderson, we who are. is usually associated with all of the above. Yes, she is. And best known for, frankly, being extremely glamorous. Um, but she's been photographed at Paris Fashion Week this week, as you've never seen her before. As the beauty editor of The Times, Leslie Thomas, put it today, imagine the boldest new accessory you can wear being your actual face. What a time to be alive. (laughs) Oh, what a line. Uh, This is all because Pammy turned up to countless events in Paris wearing no makeup whatsoever. It's caused, I mean, as you'd expect, quite the stir. Leslie quotes uh, a Jamie Lee Curtis Instagram post which says, The natural beauty revolution has officially begun. I'm so impressed and floored by this act of courage and rebellion. Is it courage and rebellion, mm. Rebecca? It, it is pretty courageous, I think, especially if that's the look you're known for. Although I will say, I'm sure she has an awful lot of very expensive skin cream that makes <laughs> her look so fabulous without makeup. But I mean, she does look absolutely amazing. And she's not the first celebrity to do this and to go down this route. No. Um, but it did strike me that a woman going out without makeup shouldn't really be a talking point mm-hmm. at all. In truth, We all know why it is. So I rang the fashion editor of the Times, Anna Murphy, who's literally just back from Paris herself, and got her take. Speaking personally, it matters because we have a huge problem as a society in not embracing ageing, particularly not embracing ageing among women. And we have a billion pound industry telling us that we have to do things to ourselves, that we have to wear heavy makeup, and increasingly we have to have kind of so-called interventions, so-called treatments in order to kind of age well. For me, that's a problem on an existential level. And it's also a problem on a sort of financial level. So the more someone can embrace naturalness, someone who's high profile can embrace naturalness, the better. The more women of all sorts don't conform, the more um, a woman does exactly what she wants to do with her appearance, um, you know, the better for the rest of us. We we live in a time where there's still enormous and often dis- distressing homogeneity, whether that's on the catwalk or on our screens. Women who tend to be young, tend to be often very thin. We have these added pressures around this idea of kind of synthetic interventions. Anyone who's not playing the game, especially if that person is famous, that's good news as far as I'm concerned. Here, here. Let everybody make their own choice. I love that from Anna. That's really, really interesting. And if you've got a negative opinion on how women look, I think keep it to yourself. (laughs) 
Well, Fashion Week is over in Paris, but if everyone there is now dropping their makeup, there is actually another issue that is going to be far harder to shift. Lovely segue, yeah. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we actually heard about France being riven, didn't we, by bed mm. bugs. And they're not even confined just to hotels. They started appearing in cinemas. People started coming out of cinemas. Um, Barbie film, for instance, with sort of blotchy red skin. Mm. Um, then they were spotted in the Marseille underground and then the Paris underground and then in hospitals. And they've been headline news because of that. They're clearly, they clearly they are spreading. So that's Adam Sage, the Times' man in Paris. And I'm itching. See what I did there? Just hearing him talk about it. (laughs) Yes, it is not the kind of guest that the City of Light wants to be associated with. But it is making global headlines and is even the cause of huge controversy for one of the country's leading TV hosts. Yeah, this is Pascal Pro, a uh, news presenter on the C News channel, who's now being investigated by the TV watchdog after asking whether, and I quote, impoverished immigrants are responsible for the invasion of bedbugs. It should be pointed out that this has been a problem in Paris, albeit not quite on this scale since the 1990s, but now it seems it is becoming political. Yeah, and it's something that needs to be under control, and soon really, because remember we are under a year away from the Olympics there, and the concern, according to Adam, is that if it's not sorted by then, Paris's problem could become one for the world. The health minister was on the radio yesterday morning saying, uh, don't panic, don't panic. We've had all sorts of pest control experts parading on TV um, and in newspapers saying that the Olympics are going to make matters considerably worse. And I saw one pest control expert saying that watch out six weeks after the Olympics will have uh, more bed bugs than ever in France. Now, I'm wondering whether, with all the sports fans coming to Paris, now bed bugs essentially travel in suitcases. And when they put, take their suitcases back, um, I'm wondering if, if France might not export its, its bed bugs. And that is a thought I am desperately trying to suppress. <laughs> <laughs> well, never let it be said. Rebecca, that I leave you high and dry. This is Natalie Bungay, who's the technical manager at the British Pest Control Association, telling you how you can get rid of them if they do turn up. Well, it depends where they are, how big a population, but also whether they're resistant to any of the chemicals that we use. That's a big thing in the UK we're finding is that bed bugs are resistant now and they're not having the effect we want them to. So we're having to use things like heat treatments and diatomaceous earth, which is like a physical way that it breaks down the insect's um, uh, exoskeleton. So yes, not for anybody other than a professional really to deal with. Yesterday on The World in 10, we covered the Pope in some detail, the possibility of female bishops and of blessing same-sex partnerships. But, foreign editor Mike Smith, he's not finished in the world section of the website, has he? By no means. Uh, The Pope has opened a synod at the Vatican today with a strongly worded warning about the dangers of climate change. Controversially, he's also expressed support for what he calls radicalised groups, such as Just Stop Oil, who he says are merely filling a vacuum left by society. He, a megastar footballer with an appeal far beyond just kicking a ball, 
her one of the icons of modern fashion and a 90s girl power pop leader. The Beckhams, Rebecca, are one of the globe's most identifiable power couples, it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. So why, right now, bring up one of their darkest moments? Yes, it is the question many of us are asking as Beckham, the story of David Beckham, is released on Netflix, a four-part documentary, really like quite no-holds-barred actually, including a discussion with Victoria, his wife, about an alleged affair he had back in 2003. Would you say that was the hardest time in your marriage? A hundred percent. It was the hardest period for us because it felt like the world was against us. And here's the thing, we were against each other, if I'm being completely honest. You know, up until Madrid, sometimes it felt like us against everybody else. But we were together, we were connected, we had each other. But when we were in Spain, it didn't really feel like we had each other either. And that's sad. I'll be honest, a bit like a woman wearing makeup or not, my reaction to this is, well, isn't it their own business? But... I guess they've now talked about it for the first time publicly, so maybe it's fair game? (laughs) Yes, and I think a lot of people have uh, reflected on the irony of them making a four-part documentary about their lives while also saying quite often it is their own (laughs) private business. Not quite sure how that works, but it's it's certainly something people are absolutely fascinated by. And there are lots of interesting football stories in there too, Toby, so you will probably at least go for that, maybe? Uh, Yeah, I won't be watching still. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got time to decide what else you'll be doing this evening now then, because we are heading off. We are. Um, A reminder that all the stories we've covered and absolutely loads more like that are available with a digital subscription at thetimes.co.uk Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, maybe even makeup free. (laughs) Not that it's any of your business. See you then. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.